just might be here in Giant Land because there's an oversensitivity in the air. There's the Xavier McKinney conversation or quote. There's a Carl Banks issue. And now there's the Ganoamatic going Ganoing out for surgery. And it's another potential industry industry injury blunder for the New York football giants. Uh, for those that do not know, it looks like Graham Gano will be going under the knife. Um, the giants have signed Randy Bullock and it looks like he will be handling the kicking duties this Sunday against the Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, it's looked like something was wrong with Gano for a couple weeks now. And there was the, there was the knee issue and, you know, we, we kind of sat there and every, you know, there were the misses and you kind of sat there and you thought to yourself, well, you know, he just doesn't look right. He just doesn't look right at all. Now it's going to be left knee surgery. Um, and it's, um, it looks like he's going to go off to the injured reserve at the giants at one point in time, tr- kind of said, you know what we're going to do? Gano can kick through this. He can get through this. Now this injury occurred, I believe back on um, October 18th. That's when we saw first on the injury report. And, you know, it, it's one of those things. When you have the inability to make moves because of cap space, it, it turns around and it kind of hurts the team. It, it's kind of detrimental to the team. Now, when you bring in contracts like Walla Walla Waller, who's also on the injury reserve, you give the money to Daniel Jones, you know, you give some money, you give the guaranteed money to Saquon Barkley. You know, we knew we were going to have some issues. We knew we were going to have some problems with cap space this year again, you know, and, and it's, it's turning its head. We got the $9 million f- uh, from the Leonard Williams trade. And I know a lot of people are like, you know, that's such a great thing that we got a two and a five. And we talked about it before we picked up the majority of Leonard Williams contract. So we really just bought a two and a five, which honestly I think is good for the market value. But when you can't make moves, you can't do things, you know, vis-a-vis injury. And you have someone like Graham Gano, who, who is instrumental to this team, not just this year, but last year as well. And if you can't bring in a quality place kicker, what are you going to do? Now, I'm not saying Randy Bullock is a quality place kicker. He was with the Giants at a cup of coffee, I think, back in 16. And I believe he was like two for three. He had, he had one game. Now, Gano is freshly coming off that three-year, $16 million, $16.5 million extension he signed in uh, September. So he's going to be sidelined for at least four games. Now, the head co- the uh, special teams coach for the Giants was named, uh, I can't even remember his name, but I came out and said, you know, Gano is pretty good. He feels better, and even when he's 80 to 85%, that's better than most people. Gano has had some problems. He's had 91% of the field goal going back to 2020-2022 before going 11 for 17 this season. They made, they did, they made Gano unavailable to the media, though. thought that was interesting as well. But it's another one of those things. You, you, you're, you're bringing in Randy Bullock. You didn't sign a, a quarterback when Daniel Jones went out, you left Andrew Thomas on the injured, you know, not, you didn't put Andrew Thomas on the injured reserve. You left him on the active roster. You, you same thing you're doing right now with Evan Neal. It's, it's just kind of weird. Some of the things that Shane is doing just kind of weird. Some of the things that Dable's doing, it's really an interesting season. And now I taught, I, I talked about it yesterday and I thought, you know, this Raiders game could be a game. The giants could win this. I know there are a point and a half dogs right now. But, you know, like I said, the Raiders don't have a general manager starting a rookie coach and Mr. Pierce, the former giant great. They're starting a rookie quarter, uh, excuse me, quarterback. 
they do have some, you know, they do have some dogs on the defense. And, um, but I just felt, you know, it, 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 it's kind of a perfect storm for the Giants. But now with the Giants, you, you got McKinney again running his mouth. You got, um, you, you, you know, you have Gano now hurt. You have Waller hurt. You have the Walla Walla Waller hurt. You know, and, and you know what? We've, we've, we've said it before. Jones to Walla Walla Walla. First down. It, it's, just, it's just one of those things. It just looks like, you know, it, you, you, you see something good for a moment and then it kind of disappears and then it comes back and then something happens again. And like I said, Xavier McKinney basically just kind of came out and said, you know, I thought we were trying to win and, and you tell us we're trying to win. And what happens is you, you trade someone like Leonard Williams. And, I, and like I said, I saw the, va- the value of Leonard Williams was to get basically the salary cap. He, Leonard wasn't going to be a part of the organization next year. He wasn't going to be anything, you know, that was going to be, you know, he, he just wasn't going to be here next year. So it didn't really matter if he was here or not. It, w- it would be good. It would be good to have kept him here, but he still wasn't going to be part of the organization. And I understand that uh, you, you got to understand McKinney's got a little bit of a bone to pick with the Giants. They've kind of pushed him out and pushed him away. They're kind of just saying, "Hey, you know, we we may bring you back. We're not going to negotiate your contract this year because there's no money." And then Xavier comes out and says, "I thought our mindset as a team was to win right now." Not future stuff, but I guess that's not what they saw. They just keep, they just gotta keep fighting, and we've got just gotta keep fighting. Try to stack up wins. That's all we can do. We're never going to give up on a season. All right, that's fine. But like I said, I I don't think the Giants are giving up. I think the move was more salary related for a player that Joe Shane knew wasn't going to be here. I personally would have made some additional moves. I would have probably, if you really wanted to blow it up, you would have got, you would have moved on from Midori. I know the injury made it a little bit more interesting. Uh, or you could have moved on from Waller. But again, that injury was, you know, you got another injury there. And then I possibly would have moved on from Saquon Barkley because is Saquon Barkley going to be a part of this team next year? You're going to have to tag him. And I don't think Barkley's going to be happy being tagged two years in a row. I think he might have a problem with that. But, to say your team has given up on the season and you guys haven't, I find that I find that interesting. Now, when we brought in Isaiah Simmons, I, I've said it from the beginning, I thought Isaiah Simmons was potentially going to be the uh, replacement to Xavier McKinney if if we decided not to uh, not to hold on to him. You brought him in, and yeah, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to sign Isaiah Simmons also because they didn't pick up the fifth year option on his contract. And honestly, he hasn't he hasn't set the Giants on fire. In uh, eight games, he's got twenty three tackles, one tackle for a loss. I mean, it's it's uh, he's had one pass defense. He's he plays better at a safety position than he does at linebacker, and he even said he prefers to play at safety. I'm I'm just not seeing the, uh, a key. I'm just not seeing right now Isaiah Simmons being a key piece to the secondary. I think Xavier McKinney stands out a little bit better, a little bit more. I think he's got more of a uh, opportunity to create turnovers than Isaiah does. But you got you got to look at you got to look at it from the law. I mean, because you look at it right now, you got Xavier McKinney. People forget he's got forty three tackles. He's got thirty four solo and nine assists. That means he's leading the point of attack. 
That means he, that's that means he's 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 going after it. He's got a he's got also got a forced fumble as well. So I'm just curious to see what the giant mindset is in reference to keeping McKinney. And like I said, does Isaiah Simmons even play into all this? I didn't really want to get into the Carl Banks thing because we've talked to, we talked about it on the live stream. And now Carl has come out and said he's not going to he's he's quitting his WFAM commitment because of the fact that he doesn't want to be disrespected. He doesn't want to be treated like a caller instead of an expert. And there's this whole big thing about it. And, you know, I saw the interview. Yeah, I hang up on people all the time. I've seen it before, and I've said it before. Nobody was listening to each other. Every, everyone was kind of – nobody – No, if you watch the interview, truly watch it, nobody was listening to what each one, to anything either one of them was saying. Carl has always been to me, you know, he – he has his moments of clarity when he's doing his play-by-play and he speaks the truth and then he kind of backtracks from it when you talk to him after the game. It's the same thing like Howard Cross. Howard Cross is, Howard Cross is the ultimate giant. I love Howard Cross. I met him a bunch of times uh, in the coaches club, you know, and, and on the sidelines. And But he, he you know, like I said, he, he works for the team. So he's going to be like, I mean, after the, after the blowout against Seattle, you know, we, we talked about it before. James Williams and I were there. He blamed he blamed everything but and everyone but Daniel Jones <laughs> for that loss because they get paid by the organization. They get paid by the franchise. But when you go on a radio show, when you are even a guest, you know, you, you may have to ask tough questions. You may not have questions that you that you don't like to answer. And he shouldn't have been hung up on 100%. But I also I also feel that even if you disagree with someone, you have an obligation. You made a you made a commitment to do something, and because you didn't like the way you were treated and, and you didn't come back, it would have made for great radio to go back on. But instead, he he took he took another route and he and he kind of you know he kind of pushed it aside and said he's just not going to do it anymore, which is fine. It's his prerogative. My prerogative. I'm going to do what I want to do. It's my prerogative. Um, but like I said. You, you can't sit there and say you don't want to be treated a certain way, but in some regards, nobody was listening to each other, and then you just back out of your commitment because you didn't like I've, But listen, in the real world, if you backed out of a commitment such as that in the business world, you're not going to be celebrated as a hero. You're basically going to be called out on it. That's just the way it is. That's just, that's just life. This is football. This isn't life. This is broadcasting. This is this isn't this isn't real life. The real world. And and that's I mean that's just the way it is. So, where I've always come from, you honor your commitments. Good, bad or indifferent, right or wrong, agree with disagree with someone, you you honor your commitments. And then everyone going out and flaming the guys on WFAN, that that's their that again, that's that's their prerogative. But they're doing their thing. They're doing their radio show. They're they're idiots. They don't list. They weren't listening. I agree. But then I love it because then people's argument, what the argument was for people, well, you you can't disrespect Carl Banks because he's an expert and he has an expert in opinion and he played the game and he's got Super Bowl rings and this, you know, and, and that, that makes sense to me. But then in the bizarro world, you have people on YouTube and people that do podcasts and do people that do other things that have no experience, no playing experience whatsoever. No, no direct knowledge of the NFL. They're just on, they're just on the micro on the camera doing a, doing a program 
and, and they're considered experts. And then you ask them, well, well did you play in high school? No. Did you play in college? No. <laughs> did you play Pop Warner? No. So you can't have it both ways that Carl Banks is an expert because he played the game and he should know these things. But then you got people on social media and YouTube and, and the podcast and everything else who have never played the game, but are, but are all of a sudden experts. And that's why I laugh because I've said it before. I played the game. I played through college. I worked four seasons in the NFL, three in the AFL. That's the arena football league. <laughs> not, not, not the eight, not the, I'm, not, I'm old, but I'm not that old. So that must mean I'm an expert. No, I'm a dumbass on the mic. And like I said, I agree with people. I disagree with people, but I give everyone their opinion and I try to listen to everyone else. That's my thought process on that. Going to have the big stream on Sunday. We got the venerable James Williams coming back on. Uh, Cause we want to, we, we want to give James another, we want to give James another day. Cause we had so much fun with James and Big L on last week's stream. And we had James, James had such a, such a, a, a interesting, uh, really interesting takes last on, uh, excuse me, on last Sunday's stream. So we're going to bring it back for one more time. And again, look out for Saturday's video and you know what to do. Don't forget to like, don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to ring that bell. You want to know why? That'd be awesome.